0: You guys doing good You're excellent
1: i uh i've been this is like my first set of 2 days off where i haven't had anything going on like crazy no driving no marriage proposals no none of that shit
2: <laughs> oh congrats by the way yes oh, congratulations is, yeah that was you. last weekend
0: you Yeah it was a, it was
1: a week a week today so yeah um so i, I found myself napping on the couch at like 11 <laughs> <laughs> i was like yeah um, i think i'm just gonna sit here and i was like eh, I don't know. Dude, yeah dude i'm
0: I right just, there with you i'm like kind of sick and i was taking a nap earlier too <laughs> oh nice
2: <laughs> it's one of those yeah. days
1: <laughs> only thing i've got to do is just make sure these rats get fed later today
2: and lucas you know. has got a couch right in front of his cages man i know right, i'm noticing so, uh, he's he, i'm noticing like he, we're in like right snake there.
1: room round two oh shit a throw rug and a table
2: oh man
0: so again when my when my good friend and my housemate split for scotland he left all his crap so that Uh he didn't have to pay for a storage unit right and it included a couch and a rug (laughs) so so, uh now i can take a a snake viewing break nice that's cool
1: and if that couch folds flat you can have guests stay over in your snake room and freak them
0: out very true (laughs) very true if i slept in here for a year they can manage a night (laughs)
3: there you go yeah
0: yeah i'm i'm really excited with how everything's coming together here now i just need to buy more cages and stack them but the space is here so it's cool nice yeah what's uh plenty of room to grow Upgrades for all yeah i mean at least plenty of room to to supply bigger cages for my raise-ups you know and that's the most important thing
2: so i saw that you picked your holdbacks from your Brettle babies
0: yes at least a pair of them they're making it really easy for me because two of them are just freaking insane (laughs) in terms of the, (laughs) you know the um obvious amount of hypo that they were able to inherit um i know that some of that like happens at different stages of life right there's some black pigment when they're born there's another round that comes in a little later and then a little later but these ones off the bat the two that I'm looking at are just the brightest, most colorful of all the double visuals. Um, and it's not close. Like, right. So yeah, I, I'm pretty excited
2: <laughs> about That's awesome. those two. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah.
0: So I yeah. don't know. Everyone was telling me I have to, I have to do holdbacks and it's yeah. like, it's true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I don't, I don't want to, but I'd be an idiot if I didn't, you know, you gotta keep something. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's um, I think it's it's you. I, this is always the struggle with like doing more projects, right? It's like you mm-hmm. you buy a head, or you buy visual hat something, and then you breed it to the visual head something, and then you get the visual visual. Yeah, and then you're like, well, what do I do with the head ones now? You know, it's uh, you know,
0: that's I mean, a good, you don't want to get rid yeah. of them,
2: but I guess at least at this point,
0: right like completely acknowledging that my mindset might change over the years i don't really want to be a person that's on that treadmill where like the parents become obsolete and good call you know get out of (laughs) here yada 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 and at least with brettles too you know i have already had some folks inquire specifically about the 50 percent hypos that aren't striped you know people like kind of a little bit of hypo, but not all the way. Like we appreciate some black pigment in our brittles. So yeah, I don't know. In this case, like I think that there's, there's um, a lot of uh, admiration and and love for all tiers of, of what pops out of these parents. So I think that's pretty cool. You know, there's a little bit, something different in each clutch.
2: Yeah. That's cool, man. I like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I like the, uh, I like the black and the bra. I mean, the hypo is nice. Don't get me wrong, but you know, that yeah that black contrast with that if you get that right color you know sometimes totally you know some of the sometimes they can be a little darker overall but if you get the black and then you get that red which one of the nicest
0: normals that i always love seeing pop up is yours riley the contrast from the color on the front half to the dark tail is insane (laughs) on yours i love that Those, those are
1: those are really nice they're just a classic lasik line animal
0: yeah, you can't beat a good a good wild type for brettles. I I firmly believe that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. agree. Hundred percent. Hundred. Have fun with everything else, but I'm not saying it's better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, I think at this point, it, we all know we're not saying anything's bad. It's just we have to be choosy about our space.
2: <laughs> yeah. I had yes. I, I had a little bit of a rant last night at the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even remember what it was about, but I just remember sort of like uh I oh, it was something about people busting my stones because I got a gecko or something. And mm-hmm. it was just like you know, yes, like was really? that when Scott like, was
0: on or after Scott was on?
2: I think it was right before he got on.
0: Right before, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> people were people were giving you shit for getting a gecko.
2: Yeah, well, it's like it's probably it's Owen. Owen. <laughs> well, I think it was Owen, you know. And he's sort of like, ah, oh, you know, it's this is bullshit or whatever that you're getting a get. Ooh, like, look at Leopard Gecko Man or something, you know. It's like, I, <laughs> did I don't you know. Remind, did
1: you remind him that I just sent him six morning geckos?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Okay, fair enough. There we
1: go. I mean, I've got geckos. I've got two crested geckos. Mm-hmm. I've got four crocodile geckos. Like, He doesn't bust my balls. Why is he busting your balls? What the heck, Owen? Come on, man. man. We need equal opportunity, violence, and hate around here. (laughs) If you're going to hate one of us for having geckos, you need to hate all of us gecko lovers here. I support that. Lucas, you need to get some geckos so you can be equally hated as well. I
0: make it a point to take care of the fat tails at work. Does that count?
1: Sure. Bring one home. (laughs) Uh, Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Actually, Nipper told me today, what's that one... That you guys found in that the North American gecko? Oh, colionics? Yeah, he's yelling at me that I need to get that. So
1: those are cool. They're like (laughs) a a North American leopard gecko, basically.
2: You know what was crazy about them, like finding them of how hot it was in that spot that a Mm. gecko could live you know, and maybe, well, I guess never mind. That's just a dumb statement that I just well, made because I I'm mean, thinking of song, days, right now. Like, <laughs> you know, like no, down. not necessarily.
1: I mean, we're talking we <laughs> a lot of people talk about realize. microclimates and things and how they're being away it's from dumb at all.
0: Like I, in uh, just a nice, pleasant day feeling for us, like an eighty to eighty-five, you know, degree day with not crazy humidity. It could still be like hundred
2: and forty on the pavement. People don't get that. Yeah,
3: yeah,
2: yeah. and it. Yeah, I just think, like, I guess I just had in my head when we saw that gecko, like, you know, this is a gecko that shouldn't be in the desert. <laughs> I don't, I, you know, I, I don't know. It just seemed odd that such a I guess maybe I looked at it as a uh, delicate, you know, yeah. as opposed to like uh, yeah. like a, li- a lizard or a monitor that's like got the tough outer exterior type thing
1: yeah yeah i always find my perspective changes when somebody's like filming something small with a very very high quality macro lens and get right down on it and really close and it almost makes things seem like really big and all the grains of sand look more like stones and everything (laughs) just seems bigger and like those nature documentaries where they catch something tiny feeding and slow motion it's it's much more like Just kind of savage a badass, and then you realize if you pulled out, it's like
3: that big. Uh
1: (laughs) You know, so like you just you just gotta change your perspective, bring the focus in a little bit and think about it. Like, I mean, an Aki monitor is like a tyrannosaurus rex coming (laughs) and hunting you down if you're a cricket. That's (laughs) murderously terrifying. That's Godzilla on a macro level. That's
0: absolutely it's all about perspective, man. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I think that's cool. And I think geckos are just like precise little ninjas specifically designed for their niche, especially ones like that, that are just so highly like cryptic and camouflaged and just beautiful.
2: Yeah. I, I, I'm, I was talking to Keith about, we were talking about, um, so the, those guys are headed out to Arizona in, mm-hmm. uh, basically two weeks now, I guess. And, um, mm-hmm. I was, he was talking, I was talking to him about the trip and all and whatnot. And, you know, obviously we started talking about when are we getting back to Australia? And, you know, we started having a conversation about, you know, so just the, just reminiscing and whatnot. And I said, you know, the one thing I regret. About, you know, we're talking about perspective is like, you know, when I was going to Australia, the two times that I went, you know, I was so focused on the Python part of it that I really wasn't paying attention to everything else, you know. Mm-hmm. And now that I've sort of like opened up, you know, to to other species and stuff, it's sort of like it just got to like go back. <laughs> box. And I'm like, man, you know, and then I start looking through photos and I'm like, wow, I saw that you know, and I yeah. saw that and I saw that and I said, you know, and it's just like, wow, I can't believe I didn't appreciate it more when I, when I saw it, you know, I wish, I wish we would have stopped to, you know, be super excited about the gecko we saw as we were about the Owen Pelly Python. Well, maybe the Owen uh, Pelly Python's a little bit, uh,
1: hard to compete with that, but uh, yeah. I would say definitely like, yeah it's sometimes taking taking a step back and appreciating something that's small and seemingly insignificant I'm just kind of admiring at it for what it is like i love catching uh, like just a little uh, territory display from our local scoloporous males during breeding season when they're all fully fired up with color and everything, and they're like blue and
0: green. They're and gorgeous, just, man. So
1: ah, just doing mad pushups on there, and just <laughs> yeah. crackhead running around on rocks, chasing little males around and trying to impress females. I mean, that's cool, man. They're
0: that's so really underrated.
2: Cool. Yeah. yeah. Me and uh, me and Nipper were talking about because he's 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 down a gecko rabbit hole too, and his thing right now is strafurus and, oh yeah, um, you know, that to me is, so the two that I oh, want more than anything is Amy, I, and like, uh, and, you know, any kind of Strophurus, you know, I just think they're just the so ciliatus cool.
1: Ciliatus are badass.
2: Oh, dude, man. It's just nuts. Some of the, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, he's got like all these multiple species and it's like, you know, if you can get the, you know, get past the bug thing, which at this point, you know to yes, me that's, that's just easy. like it is it is i'm in now you know yeah, and, uh, it's to bad. add like a couple of geckos it's like this much on a shelf you know what i mean you got like four exoterra sitting on a shelf it's no big deal and you know uh super easy to uh to keep and just watch and yeah mm-hmm. so, so yeah man sure. I, i'm I'm digging the the i you know i i said it yesterday and i always love carbon pythons will always be my favorite and top-notch and pythons after that but like i'm really enjoying like uh opening up to other species you know i think Mm -hmm. like a lot of times you just get in this thing where you don't realize how much you don't know until you start stepping outside of the box that you're comfortable in you know absolutely no doubt and yeah one leaving one box will always
0: lead to another and another and another and another and another. another It doesn't end.
1: (laughs) I'm very fortunate in that I've all I've been exposed to everything from an early, early timeline. As far as like, I mean, as a kid, I wasn't exposed too much. But then once I got into college and in the zoo field, I was open to everything. So yeah, I mean, salamanders, and like um Sicilians, piranhas, right. sloths, macaws, right. caiman, crocodiles, ga- like everything. Yeah. Venomous. It's yeah. so you just yeah, the more you learn about that stuff, the more you you find everything exciting for sure.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm deep in the sala monsters, the sala monsters right now, as Loafman calls them for school yeah oh uh, yeah that's, uh, that's super fun
1: they're cool yeah. man it's amazing to to think that something that we perceive as so sensitive and porous and needing mm-hmm. hydration and everything survives out in the wild under some of the most extreme conditions
0: yeah and um, i, I yeah. hadn't really appreciated fully the fact that we have the greatest salamander diversity in the world in north mm, america you yeah know, like oh it's, yeah
2: <laughs> it's not even close another um, one of nippers uh
0: bitches mm-hmm.
2: about uh us americans you know <laughs> yeah that we well of... to be fair
0: i didn't know that i heard the salamanders all the time in college I found all sorts of cool stuff because right yeah. in the santa Cruz mountains man you got the encetina you got the arboreals mm-hmm. giants yeah. the Dicantodon, there's so many cool things but um yeah no it's it's wild and one of the things uh that I was writing a little bit of a paper on is the salamander specific kitrid that they have over in Europe. Um, and that's not here yet. And we well, should really try to make sure that it stays not here. Cause that well, be- and
1: so that, that's why <laughs> you don't see salamanders much in the hobby or the pet trade. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason, international regulation and interstate regulation of native and exotic salamanders seems to happen pretty regularly. In good reason for good reason protecting these species, but I don't know why um, it works so well with them. But I I fully agree with the some of the protection and that you know they're very sensitive and it would be very easy for someone, even mindful of these things, to incidentally spread some you know nasties between different species and potentially wipe out an entire you know critically endangered population without even realizing it. So,
0: hundred percent. Yeah, and uh, as Kittred Frog Kittred has shown us, they don't even have to be endangered to start, but they will be pretty quick <laughs> if it gets nasty. <sighs> you know, yeah. so love amphibians. Anyway, little rabbit hole there. Yep.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no worries,
1: man. Australia um, has cool frogs. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Australia uh
2: dude, what doesn't Australia have? <laughs> That's exactly cool.
0: true. Yeah, I mean
2: fair. Yeah, yeah. Fair. I uh but I am biased, you know. I am wearing the Australia shirt today. So. Ah, there nice. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Torch up here says that they're looking. Uh, they were going to breed a triple het Darwin python. What would I pair it with? And a triple het for a hypo exanic and albino. I would. I would just breed it to another hypo exanic albino het. You know, or if you can get some kind of visual of of one of those genes and hets for the other, then that's how I would go. But, uh, yeah, that's cool. That's a lot She's going on. Triple, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they, yeah. they
1: have their hypo out there is, is different than ours. Apparently. Um, yeah.
2: but they actually, I don't know if, if the case is that this is the same as, um, Troy's, uh, hypo mm-hmm. Darwin. That's, you know, just straight up hypo Darwin. Yeah. Which are phenomenal! Holy yeah. shit! Yeah.
1: No, because I think he he posts things he's referred to as super hypos, right?
2: I think so. Uh, I know he has like the hypo, and then he has like the melanistic stuff. Mm. Um, mm. But um, yeah, super jealous of that because I and I think I don't know if the other one is like a selectively bred. I know he has like that ruby red line, uh, right? stuff and that might be the same thing i'm not sure um mm-hmm. i don't know i find it hard sometimes to follow what those guys are doing in australia a lot of times um because you're not plugged in because you're not necessarily talking to people that are selling it to you, you know what i mean it's, it's, Right. yeah so unless you like hunt them down and say what is that yeah but yeah. did you did you see that crazy aspidites clutch that hatched with that
0: oh those womas that were yeah. like Weirdly black and white on the body, and then had like yeah blotches on their head, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Those were funky looking. That was cool.
2: I'm I'm assuming they're in Australia. I think so too. I
0: I haven't. Oh no, Riley.
1: I messaged her. Oh, (laughs) oh. I I don't think so. I don't think so.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't ask,
1: but she was like, "Well, they only just asked." I was like, "I know. I just was curious."
0: I'll right on what I check. was just gonna say is I know nothing, so it sounds like Riley might know more. Uh, well, <laughs> Riley's
2: the insider here. Okay, <laughs>
0: fair enough. It, it I, was pretty I crazy. On it. Like, I could my be completely
2: thought,
0: wrong. Okay. Yeah. Your I, first thought was what my first thought when I first saw them was like, Is that some kind of weird like Woma blackhead hybrid? But then I was like, Wait, no, I've seen Wilma Blackhead hybrids, <laughs> they don't look like <laughs> that at all. Like
1: <laughs> right. Oh uh, no, never mind. She is in Australia. Uh,
0: balls oh,
2: okay. balls <laughs> 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 well said <laughs> maybe next time <laughs> no not that w- stop <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah uh yeah they got some they got some crazy i, I don't know man you know again the walma i've seen some even like the melanistic one that they have and all that like very cool, I guess, but like, but yes, <laughs> it, to me, like, how can you really improve on a Woma python? <laughs> like, I agree. I,
0: mean, I, don't I know. completely agree. I I feel that way about both the Womas and the blackheads. Although I would say the exanic blackheads are cool because there's precedent for that in the wild, in a way, right? Yeah. Like, you have forms in the wild that look more black and white, so the exanic form kind of emulates something that's real. Um, yeah in yeah. a way that's kind of neat but like the albino stuff like why would you do that to a blackhead
2: <laughs> really the whole, it's in the yeah. name man. <laughs> it just looks wrong yeah yeah i i think the exanic like looking at pictures of them really never did it for me when i would look at say like a uh the, like the black and white you know or mm-hmm. westerns or whatever To me, they would always pop a little more than I think. It's because the black head is still there, and there's something about that the exanic gene does to that black on the head. It sort of takes Mm. some of that pop away, you know. To me, and I I wonder if it's one of those things that if you see it in person, you'll have a different feel for it, you know, as opposed to seeing pictures of it. That would be my take because they are pretty popular, Um, right, right, right. But I don't know if they're popular because that's the only real. I don't know. To me, I'd rather have one of those tiger back or tiger, yes. whatever, you know what I mean? The black yes. stripe going all the way down the
0: back. Yeah, I think those are a lot harder to get your hands on and you might need to sell a kidney. But I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. I am. Well, that's usually you. how my taste goes. So, yes, yeah, you know. I know. A, I know a guy. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Roddy's not the only one. <laughs> nope. Oh, really?
1: Yeah. I know a guy locally who produced yeah, I a think clutch we, of them.
0: We oh. threw the picture up in one of the a while episodes. back. Yeah, the yeah. thing was
1: nearly black. Yeah.
2: No shit.
0: Well, yeah.
1: He's 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 a friend. He's a local. So, oh, okay. All right. uh, if he produces Once another, again, if, Ryan he produce, a guy. <laughs> if
2: he produces,
1: if he produces another clutch, I'll let you know. Please yeah, well,
2: do. I have I have two kidneys, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> I used to wait. <laughs> yeah. I might have to sell that for the Owen belly python. If that. Yeah, that's true. You know? That one kidney is
0: reserved yes for a later yeah. date
1: are gallbladders <laughs> worth anything these days
0: i think that's more important right <laughs> isn't it i don't know, I don't know. yeah I don't know. I
2: don't know i don't know we need a doctor doctor I, I think i had a
0: friend that got that out in high school and she was like jacked up so you might need that yeah <laughs>
2: don't that's listen to me man. i'm not a doctor yeah. I mean, me either. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness but, uh, well, yeah. uh, in uh, NPR Network news, uh, the rough scale expedition with Marco Shea is finally up. Woo. Uh, yeah, that's I'm so uh,
0: excited. To that's, uh,
2: yeah, it's fantastic. And uh, yeah, Mark, a uh, great guy, man. Really, really great guy. Uh, so many stories. Oh, man, can he talk? Oh, yeah. you know, and he's like. It's it's like uh, it's similar to like the conversations I've had with Nick where you just sort of just you just sit back and you just listen. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like you don't every once in a while. Well, you most go, of the time with Nick, you don't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: But uh, yeah, cool stuff. So, uh, yeah, he talks about that whole expedition and like, you know, from a perspective point of view, like how back then they didn't have technology and they didn't have Google or Earth, or you know, uh, you couldn't email somebody, and you know, it was it was a completely different landscape uh, to go into an environment like that, and you know what it took in order to uh, to come out alive, you know. So,
0: mm-hmm. wow, but, yeah, uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be really really cool.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and then uh, I, I guess at some, I I I'm not sure of how we're gonna release it, but. Um, the next uh version with him is going to be all Papua New Guinea stuff. Um, Nice, which uh,
0: yeah, a two-part series.
2: Yes, yeah, yeah. 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 Carpets, awesome. Poplins and yeah, yeah. Even the uh, you know uh, Dan. You speaking of your shirt, he just did a video the other day where he was talking about the uh, spotted python that's over there. Mm -hmm. and um you know mark talked to us about that because obviously he found it and Mm -hmm. you know um you know just the idea that a lot of those pythons that are up in the northern territory the top half there could possibly be up in uh Mm -hmm. southern part of New guinea so yeah absolutely cool stuff very cool yeah there
0: was there one thing that you learned from him in the episode that that's out now a little teaser for folks that surprised you the most that's or that made you just go
2: most damn that's good you on the spot uh tease me the most uh, in, in, in referring to the rough scale stuff yeah 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 um i think just hearing the story firsthand and and um i I think at the at the beginning of the episode he sort of talks about how at the time when they were going into the kimberly that there was um some kind of um some kind of virus or something that was going around sounds familiar (laughs) yeah and I think it was a virus. anyway, the, they were at a bar, and the the person that was um, leading the expedition was sort of saying to him, um, ',Hey, do you guys still want to do this because this this thing is up here and and if you get it, you could die. And the lady that actually wrote the paper, was at the bar with them but not with them but at like you know i guess sitting at the bar or whatever and she's like oh are you talking about this paper that's my paper and like to be in australia with this per- i guess they're both from the uk for her to be there too at the same time and you know it just it's like the stars aligned and you were determined to find a rough scale python but <laughs> um, you know just the just the sheer planning and the yeah. Uh, you know, the idea that you're going to this remote, you know, one of the remote, it's so remote and right to can't just drop in. <laughs> yeah. And to maybe find this snake or maybe not. It's sort of like, you know, uh, but that's the thrill of field herping, you know, I mean, right. if you yeah. found it every time, it wouldn't be as exciting. So but 100 uh, percent. Yeah. Very cool.
0: It's like fishing. <laughs> kind of, yeah. yeah, yeah. It every time it's freaking boring. <laughs> yeah.
2: I think that's the thing that I appreciate most about Mark in particular, as if you look at some of the other, um, you know, TV personalities of reptiles of the time is that Mark was genuine in that. If he didn't find it, right. he didn't find it, <laughs> you know? And, and I think, I think it just goes to play in that whole perception that people have today of like this constant everything you're seeing from someone It doesn't even have to be reptile related, but you're you're seeing just somebody has this great life online. And then like you like they never have a bad day. Everything is great, you know, like, you know, these uh, check out this, look the sun is shining. Like everything is perfect and then yes. if you like really peek behind the curtain, you would see that It's a that. facade. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they like this as
2: shitty as yours. Yeah. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah.
2: But uh but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah. the idea that he stayed uh and I, I'm sure he probably at the time got a lot of pushback to sort of be staging stuff and and all that kind of stuff because you know right uh,
0: but that yeah that's what would uh that's what would get the viewers
1: yeah i'm sure he got a lot of pressure from producers to do the exact opposite of what he did
2: yeah yeah Yeah, sure the other thing i was surprised is just the amount of places that he's been you know that's he's a
1: very well-traveled
2: individual yeah very very jealous of that you know to- <laughs>
1: i mean that's that's quite a lifestyle if you think about it like the, if you if you devote your life to researching a large complex of animals via excursions to these native areas to see for yourself and learn more about them other than holotypes pickled in jars somewhere and And in order to do that, you have to be associated with the university, get funding and all that. And you're kind of literally just living for the adventure. It's almost like a movie. It's kind of crazy to think about in today's world. But it's it's so amazing that people did that back then. I mean, imagine if if we didn't have people like him going out and finding stuff like that. I mean, just how different would
2: things be? there's uh there's another story that he talked about and it's really kind of not per se about the rough scale expedition but it was a it was a he was he was on an expedition and uh, i believe it was in borneo if i'm not mistaken but um they they were in they were so remote and um when you know you would the the radio would go on it like twice a day and that would be it Mm -hmm. So, like, because it ran on car batteries and stuff like that. So, like, you would turn it on and you would say, I think he said something like, uh, you know, hey, uh, we need some more beer here Uh, Mm -hmm. send some more beer or something like that so that, you know, you would get it. Uh, And then it turned out that he got bit by a rattlesnake.
0: Oh, dang. Or no,
2: (laughs) he got bit by, yeah, I think he said, maybe it wasn't Borneo because there's no rattlesnakes in Borneo. Maybe (laughs) it's South America. Hey, Viper. He was a pit viper. I don't know. I, I, I can't remember. i kind of no broke. Yeah. He's like, uh, you know, and his story that goes along with that is, is pretty cool. So, I mean, I'm glad he made it out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, of course, <laughs> yeah, we're I'm glad
0: he part. didn't send his last transmission for beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beer, please. <laughs> yeah. Yoink. And
0: anti-venom. Yeah. <laughs> oh oh so, man. So that's that's intense. Yeah, man. I mean, it's so, so easy to take the constant connectiveness for granted, right? Like always being able to pull out a phone and yeah, get in contact yeah. with anybody anywhere. So,
2: yeah,
0: that's not and then, normal. And <laughs> I was I was
2: talking to him, and at the time there was a rumor that Apple was going to introduce a sat phone into the iPhone which to me for a herper is a game changer right you know right. because i think of all those places that i've been so far like and even in like the northern territory even keith was talking to me about getting a sat phone for the arizona trip mm-hmm. because the first place that they're going and staying at no they have no service yeah you know what i mean it's like no service so like you know you think about that and yeah what happens if something happens? Yeah, you know? sure. just you know? from
1: a safety aspect, yes. like if somebody gets bit, yes. and you need you know yes. medical yes. assistance. Yeah, I yeah, had man. a
0: few work sites last year when when I was doing a lot of the field biology thing that was was off the off the cell grid, and they sent me in with a little a little sat. It wasn't a phone; I could only text, but it was like a satellite text device.
1: <laughs> Still, that's better than nothing.
0: Yeah, I had to use it too a few times. That's where all those i camped it on were and i was like can i do i have permission to touch these like because i had to right. you know, move the whole shit ton of them and the permits were like do not touch salamanders whatever you do <laughs> oh man
1: but, i never i we never had fancy uh sat phones when i was doing field work with uh santa barbara zoo because mm-hmm. i had the opportunity to go out and do some frog work out in los padres national forest we were like nice couple hours deep over the mountains like dirt roads no cell signal at all um and you're like definitely slipping and falling while you're <laughs> wading through all these streams and stuff and it's kind of sketchy it after a few years of doing it i was like not comfortable because i like i definitely slammed a few times mm. hurt my wrist plenty of times falling you know slipping because you're wearing the waders with like the felt yeah. bottom shoes and yeah, everything no attraction
3: no, no. <laughs>
1: You know, catching turtles and measuring them, catching garter snakes, getting musked on, all that fun stuff. Sure. But, um, yeah, no, it's it's sketchy being out there. If you get hurt, it's, uh, it's a few hours at best before right. you get some sort of relief.
0: Yeah, absolutely, 100%. <laughs> Sorry, <Yeah>. guys. <laughs> oh, no worries. <laughs>
1: all groovy.
0: Just talking about more... Try not to die in the wilderness stories.
3: <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, it's important. Sure if Safety first. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I
1: need to go herping again. Bad, like camping herping trip sort of deal.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Well, now we're getting into the the shitty time of year for that, man. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> It's probably going to be February before I go out again, and that'll be for, like, egg surveys for CTS, for tiger salamander. Right. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. (laughs) Yeah. So how are animals over at your place, Riley? What do you got going on with the collection?
1: Mm, Stubborn baby Kribos. Still stubborn? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Tons of those, bitches. <laughs> those things
1: just don't want to eat that's anything. their
0: that's their whole thing they're supposed to want to eat <laughs> yeah no
1: I don't know the female eats everything those yeah. two boys are not interested um I think I'm gonna put them in little like tiny dark tubs and just see de- yeah take all the stimulation away and see what that does but I'm not too hopeful about those ones. They're renty to begin with. So it is what it is. Um, Otherwise I am slowly, but surely sending out a bunch of babies here and there. This, this stack right to the right of me was full and now it's half full. Nice. So it's kind of nice. Yeah. Very few animals refusing food. Most of them are figuring it out nicely. So, you know right on yeah for sure how are your babies are they all taken off and feeding for you or do you still have a do you have any any trouble children
0: i've got a few that still haven't taken yet um i'm not too far down the line you know none of them are are that old so i'm not really worried about it um you know just persistence will yeah win out um Sometimes it
1: literally is just timing, like the right right prey item at the right time. I've been trying with this one jungle for the last several months, and she just decided to take a rat pinky for me the other day, which is like,
0: right, yeah. Not
1: the first time I've offered her that. It just it was a couple months too early, I guess. So she really wants to take her sweet time.
0: Yeah, and I haven't tried any funny business yet. You know, I'm I'm being pretty regimented with it so that I can continue to collect data for for my little study um but for the most part everybody besides those few that are being difficult has eaten two or three times and nice it's definitely the majority especially for those second two clutches i think i i had 24 out of 27 take frozen first try badass um, which was very very nice that's great that's a great (laughs) feeling (laughs) <laughs> yeah, most of those ones that are holding out are from the first hypostripe clutch, um, mm. which interestingly <clears throat> enough was the one with the best f- fertility. You know, all 22 eggs were fertile and hatched from that maternal clutch, but mm-hmm. some of them uh, just don't want food yet. So I don't know. Mm. Not worried about it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some of them just need a, a little trip to uh to Uncle Riley's house or something ah. like that.
0: And, uh, <laughs> yeah, well uh, Uncle Riley needs to tell me what he wants. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> I dude, I'm so torn on on <laughs> Pythons these days, man. Like I love them to death and I want to be successful with them, but I think I think once I get in into a, a bigger house and have more space and climate altering options i think i'll have no problem just right now i lack the internal confidence with brettles pythons and that's like one of the biggest things is keeping me from getting into diamond pythons like Mm -hmm. i'm just kind of like i don't know if i can do them right where i'm at everything else i'm like okay except for darwins darwins are beating me over the head with the ugly stick right now so um although i'm trying something different this year with that female so completely okay. changed her feeding regimen because I had raised her up in the era where I was feeding things big meals frequently and not really changing much for the okay. first few years. Right. So I got this animal up to adult size by three.
2: Oh, wow. And, okay. and
1: big. Big right. adult size, not right. like average.
2: Oh, and adult. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a little bit. Like yeah. a little bit. Yeah, she's a little bit she's a little big. Yeah. Um <laughs> But uh so I finally decided after a few seasons of getting nothing out of her, and then the male each year getting better and better about like locking up and getting more confident himself, feeding better, all these other things. He's a year older than her too. I was like, okay, there it's something with her, either she just isn't ready, or I've made her too fat, or I haven't been doing the right, um, I haven't been hitting the right cues that she needs. The room has been cycling. She's been getting ambient fluctuations. She's been in the same spot for three years. So what I'm going to assume now is that I need to add a few more variables, like a better, stronger, more extreme food cycle. So because she's big, because I wanted to do more dramatic food cycle, her, she ate um, a few meals from spring up until like May 30th, and then I didn't feed her anything from May 30th until uh, last week. So I gave her like four months of no food, and, uh, and then what I gave her was a small rat, and what I'm going to continue to do is just give her frequent small meals for the next couple weeks until cool down, whereas the rest of the animals that seem to be okay with taking you know somewhat bigger meals because they are bigger um so yeah i don't know we'll see if that checks off that variable if things change i don't know but uh man with limited space i'm constantly torn about you know the darwins and the brettles but at the same time if you ask me could i get rid of them hell no (laughs) so i don't know i just need a house that's the answer
0: or at least somewhere where you can open a window at night and not worry about it. Well, that's so all I, I did. <laughs>
1: I, I I I do open the window here in the snake room. The thing is, well, I guess with everything else in here, I could let it get down um, you know, last season I was moving the
0: into moving, the tub, right? The
1: pair and tubs into yeah, into into the bathroom overnight and right. um my fiance was not okay with me frosting out the bathroom in case her expensive plants suffered. She was like, that's not gonna fair be okay too. With I have that. to
0: keep in mind you, you get colder colds than I do. You, you actually probably could frost something at some point. Yeah.
1: So what I'm going to change also this year is I'm going to keep an eye on everything because I don't shut the heat off. I just turn the thresholds down. So everybody will still have access to heat. My only concern is that, um, my rainbows will get too cold. I don't like them getting that cold, yeah. um, but I can keep heat on them and they're insulated a little bit better. So what I think I'll do is because I have an ink bird thing for my uh, room heater, I'll drop the threshold down and then leave that window open yeah. uh, more at night and then just have a little more faith in the heating elements in here. Um, right and just do it and then maybe you know maybe the lack of moving from a familiar (coughs) enclosure pull that variable out of there maybe that will help the other thing too is since i've moved the hog nose out since i've moved a few things around my big brettles girl is up in the top of the cage like top of seven cages so it's warm as hell up there she's always like soaking or like cruising around on the cool side so when winter comes i think it'll be much more pronounced for her so I think that hmm. dramatic, uh, shift will be better felt this year. So we'll see yeah, what I for can sure.
0: do. And if, to try.
1: if I get anything, then I'm like, all right, Gretels <laughs> are Gretels are working. Finally, <laughs> so
0: absolutely. Yeah. That, that all sounds like, like good stuff to, to give a go. And like you said, you know, eventually you'll be somewhere different and you'll be glad you still have them when you can, can give them a good dive.
1: Yeah. I mean, ultimately, yeah. ultimately I want my, my entire snake collection to consist of all the Morelia except green trees. Cause I, I don't care about them. Um, <laughs> I've been there. I've done that. I, they just don't tickle my fancy. Maybe like if I get to the point where I have everything, but them, then I'll have that Owen itch, you know, to like complete mm-hmm. the set sort of thing. Cause no slouch to the animals. They're beautiful. They just don't do it for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I can't, can't not have them all and then i gotta have my Epidora.
2: yeah I don't know. <clears throat> so here's a question for you riley um you being close with todd and stuff and having picked his brain and those dark secrets of how he breeds morelia um what is his approach with darwin's
1: he treats them like everything else dude he gives me so much shit for not being able to make uh make darwin eggs happen <laughs> really so he doesn't yeah. do anything different no dude he's got him in the same building in the same climate and he runs them in the same system that he does with his uh with his jungles his coastals his ijs like you name it hmm. okay i mean i i think uh I think he's just got a, a better eye. I think he's in there 24 seven. I think he's got a, a really good feel for his animals. And I think he's better at being consistent with the system than me. I've had to move over the years. I'm sure, you know, yeah, over yeah. the last three years I've tried to, what I consider perfect my feeding regimen for, for what I think is healthier and seasonal adjustments and things. So I think he's just much more dialed in than me and, uh, because in Southern California where he's at, it's hard to get a winter. You know what I mean? So yeah. he has a harder time right. cooling. Um, so, you know, and he's able to produce diamonds in the same warehouse as everything else. Right. So um, he, he put in a lot of effort to make that happen. And I know how he did it. But, uh, you know, it's uh, he's just he's gifted with uh, with breeding and feeling snakes and seeing what they're doing and kind of just being really in tune with them. I mean, when it's your full-time job and, like, that's all you do, you're going to have an eye for it. But I think he's got more than just an eye for it. I think he's, he has
2: a gift and the fact that he's around it 24-7. Yeah, sense. and his
1: dad is Jack Dyer. So, like, he was brought up around it. You know what I mean? So, like, sure. was, yeah. it's, it's you know, that's his thing. That's as normal as a household having a favorite sports team, be more, you know what I mean? Sure. So yeah. I think he's just got it. Um, but, yeah, I've talked to him over the years and asked him, like, what am I doing wrong? He's like, I don't know, man. Like I, I treat him the same as everything else. So.
2: Yeah. I don't know. That's I, uh, I I, I haven't tried to breed them yet, so I can't really speak on it, but, um, I wonder for, when they go. Maybe it's well, timing.
1: I mean, it could be timing. He says they're winter breeders like everything else.
2: I know, but you know how, like, so like if you, at least for me, I don't know how you, and obviously we're on opposite sides of the U S but, mm-hmm. um, for me, it's like IJs have to go first. And if you miss that window, it's yeah, like, I'm not breeding IJs in January. No or, or February. You know, no, they're whereas breeding I could December. Breed a, right. I could breed a coastal carpet up until probably March. April. Yeah. You know? Interesting.
1: Yeah. I would say they're probably probably in between. I'm gonna try earlier this year. I'm gonna try and and get them going the same as, as my Papa wins this year and, and just make sure I don't miss that window. Um, I don't know. I, I think I'm doing a, f- a couple fewer pairings this year. So that'll allow me to focus on that a little bit more. So that is yeah. one that I really want to really want to do this year um, and, and f- see if I can figure it out because I'm hoping that dramatic food change um, a different change to the the ambient in the room this winter will Will hopefully help me out.
2: So here's a question: When you're um, uh, feeding and you're cycle feeding, are you are you using bigger size prey more often, or are you using what What do you? So
1: for animals that I've bred over the years and had success with, what I've done for uh, my cycle is. For like say an adult jungle in spring, her first meal coming out of winter, she gets a small rat uh, every two weeks for the first you know three meals or two two meals, and then I'll give her a medium rat, and then two three weeks later I'll I'll give her if she's one of my bigger jungles a large rat because I have two two jungles that if you're feeding anything less than a large rat for them it just you know you got to feed a lot and they're just big so um, they're both over. 10 years old at this point, I think.
2: Um, well, the reason I asked that is maybe if you did, if you fed like, so if you're feeding a rat, mm-hmm. maybe try feeding a large mouse, but feed in like three days in a row, take a break, three days in a row, take a break, three days in a row, take a break. You're sort of, you're sort of like saying, um, I don't know, like foods around, as opposed to like I don't know, I you know Rob sort of turned me on to that idea, It's sort of kind of how he does it where he's doing maybe a smaller prey item more frequently, right he's still cycle feeding it, but mm-hmm. not cycle feeding it the way I was cycle feed like to me, sure. it's like you either eat or you don't eat you know right, whereas yeah, opposed uh, to the, what he's the, doing is just like you know like now it's time, right you know. In the
1: past, what I've done is around August, September, I'm feeding at uh, more frequent intervals. And I'm just either keeping prey items the same size or I was going bigger. Um, And I think that's probably where I've overdone it, uh, to be completely honest, which is why I'm thinking if I'm doing something different with that Darwin girl, I'm going to be feeding her probably like rat pups or weaned rats or something like really small like you said um and just give her a few of those or mice or whatever yeah
2: yeah yeah whatever i'm just saying like smaller meal
1: yeah so she went four months and then just got a small rest to make sure she had something she definitely looks like she's lost some weight because she is pretty active um she cruises around a lot and i take her out a fair amount but uh yeah we'll see if if i uh if I can finally add another little sort of seasonal trigger that hits the enough cues hits enough locks to unlock the, that, that door. So.
2: Yeah. Justin and Chuck are talking about that on the new fight club. Yeah. You know, they, they mm-hmm. kind of brought this up and, um, I think Justin was saying something like, uh, well, I think me and Rob have been saying this for years and, um, you know, it's like, uh, you have this, you have like, you know, you might have, say you have eight triggers that could go off. On certain species, you hit five and you'll get them to go. On other species, right. you need two. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what two they are. It's just you have to be consistent with whatever, you know, whatever they could be.
3: Right. Rob, Absolutely. seems
2: he calls it the cosmic octopus. You know, there's so many Factors that are going into play that we don't even realize or understand. And, and, you know, I think Justin was trying to get at that with Chuck, where he was coming and saying, like, you know, the whole thing of, like, I don't drop temperatures, or not that Chuck was saying this, but like, sort of like, I don't, I don't drop temperatures. I don't, I don't, I don't do any of that stuff. And you don't realize that you are, you know, you, you Mm -hmm. are. Your room just Mm -hmm. naturally will
0: drop. Maybe it's a little bit. Right. And the whole discussion around barometric pressure, which is something that none of us have control over. And it's like, well, was your, your spraying really doing it or was it the fact that the barometric pressure sure. plummeted in real life? You know, it's yeah. like one of those factors yeah. as well. Yeah.
1: The other thing is I, I I'm also running a humidifier much more this time of year too. my room. When I walk in here first thing in the morning, it feels like a freaking jungle at times. It's right. nice. That's so, nice. <laughs> but if during the summer, I'll just have it unplugged cause it's so hot. I'll just have the windows open, the fan running and it's much more arid and hot and it, like right. it's a totally different seasonal feel and then the winter will come through and it won't be as warm i'll keep my thresholds for the heater lower but i'll still run the humidifier so it'll feel like it's almost like cold and rainy right so
2: hmm. yeah um i wanted to back up we had where was that uh, oh. Oh, where is keeping come?
0: outside in florida
2: Yes, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that too. Um, Probably. Well, I know <laughs> yes. you can definitely keep diamond pythons outside.
1: I would say you could do it for all of them. What you need to have is a fail safe for those occasional nights where it does dip below freezing, which can be done super easy. You can get a, a nice modified cooler, drill a hole in it, put one of those um, like uh, Exoterra or the big or the big zoom like tortoise pig blankets the all weather proof mm-hmm. orange heavy duty ones put an elevated floor on that and then you know have tubs that fit in it or you know just have a sub floor and then you could have that heated with a hole in there and have like a little den but have the ability to lock it and close it at night if you know it's going yeah. to be cold so you got to be paying attention to the weather
0: um, lots of and- cover
1: yeah, yeah, a lot of insulation,
0: microclimates inside mm-hmm. of your outdoor enclosure.
1: Yep, absolutely. You're gonna have to be on it, but it absolutely can be done. I think the the challenging ones would honestly be the pop wind carpets because they won't yes. they won't like that cold as much. And yeah. I think you you do really well with diamonds and Bretels and yeah. and pretty much anything else. But Italy yeah, ones, I, I, yeah, way. I think I think pop ones it could be done. You would just have to so insulate more
2: i have seen so, oh go, go ahead. ahead no no
0: no go I, ahead. I was gonna say i've been toying with the idea of setting up an outdoor enclosure for brettel <laughs> Brettles python on my balcony but someone would Do definitely it. call all the cops you <laughs>
1: live in oakland someone would fucking so, climb up and <laughs> steal it
0: that's yeah. true too but like at, at least climate wise i totally could it would right. be no problem it would actually be kind of perfect because that balcony gets nice and warm even if it's not that hot outside it kind of has a windbreak so right dude i i yeah i mean every time i'm driving around the oakland hills and i see all the eucalyptus and stuff i'm like if somebody let like 10 brittles go out here they'd be fine (laughs) not saying do it and if it happens it wasn't me but yeah
2: (laughs) i got a crazy topic to bring up real quick um Mm -hmm. So I was listening to uh the the Australian Herpticulture podcast and they were talking to um I, I'm I'm drawing a blank on his name, but there's a new uh a show in Australia on Nat Geo called Aussie Snake Wranglers. Um and it's he said 70% of the calls he gets carpet pythons right? right so i'm just like ah oh, dude that is a dream job like, <laughs> like oh my god right so i saw a couple clips from it that i looked up and they're pulling these big coastal carpets out you know and it's just, i just it's, imagine it's what, right. you with that job you're entering the phone it's like
0: there's a snake in my kitchen what's it look like <laughs> you know like what kind of head stamp yes <laughs>
2: yeah so uh um you know, he's talking about it and one of the questions I think Luke brought up was um he brought up the the do they ever find pet snakes mm, mm. and they find lie there.
1: <laughs> oh uh <Uh-oh. laughs> those don't belong there.
2: So my 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 question is is it possible that those lie could mate with ghost carpet? and create havoc in the world. (laughs) No, don't say that. No. No. Is it possible? Yes. Mm. (laughs) Uh. But I don't know. It just, when I heard that, it just like the whole idea of purity, like, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. I was just like, wow, we're making such a big deal about this. And like, where was that?
0: Like, where, where were they finding released brettles?
2: I want to say it was in somewhere around Brisbane. Oh, I know yeah. it was in Queensland. Oh, uh, no. Dear, oh, dear. No.
1: <laughs> no. Irresponsible. How dare you?
2: I know. And they were focused. They were more focused on the fact that, like, you know, um, that somebody lost their pet. I was thinking of it from the mindset yeah. of like, Oh shit. What if that mates with, the- I mean, they could, right. They do in captivity. Why yeah. wouldn't they do it in the wild? So. Totally could.
1: <laughs> oh, here's a little anecdote for keeping, uh, carpets outside in Florida. Um, yeah. y'all, Florida has corn snakes that are native and do out, do well out there. Uh, Australia has introduced populations of corn snakes, uh, invasive in some places living out there doing just fine. So, if corn snakes can do it, Aussie pythons can.
2: That's the only way we're gonna get Justin to go to Australia is to see the corn snakes in Australia. Like, come on, Justin, <laughs> get T- THP and NPR on a road yeah. trip again. And we're like, Br- what are we going Br- to Br- see? Alice I want corn. to see the corn snakes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, Alice, the Alice Springs alterna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Cape York Corns.
0: <laughs> there you go.
1: Jungle Corns, Brisbane Bears.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey.
1: Oh um, man, that would be awesome. That would be so cool.
2: Can you imagine, like, sit, like, we'd have to do a double take, right? You're just standing there, and you know, Wait, you're, you're, you're that? chill. You're in Chilligo, right? You know, you're standing in the mountains, looking at the uh, Aboriginal art and shit, and then all of a sudden, uh, <laughs> uh you know, a corn snake comes cruising by. You're like, what the hell?
1: I'd be looking at my drink, like, oh, it's in this flat white my brisbane Brisbane bear (laughs) die oh man dude if we found that if that ever happens i'm literally (sighs) going to bag it up and go to the concert and be like this doesn't belong here
0: (laughs) yeah can i just take
1: it back with (laughs) your
0: manager oh (laughs) i'll (laughs) just
1: you know like i'll just help you guys out i'll just stuff it in a sock like no big deal like (laughs) right cool, nah, you, nah, don't cool. Want this.
0: you don't want and as this. I mean, and as a know. thank you for me servicing your wildlife i can would I have take one <laughs> as well a trio yeah. of
1: embricada oh how about this for every corn snake we we relieve the continent of we get embricada
0: yes one for one yes you know we really should write a letter to the australian government and say like if we kill twenty thousand cane toads can we take Two O and Yeah, we'll make a list
2: like a bounty we'll, we'll situation. We'll get Bob
0: Rock you know? to
1: come and we'll make him like a, a nice Gallagher hammer and he'll, <laughs> a mallet, and he'll just walk around like and toads all day. <laughs> <laughs> he <laughs> would.
2: Yeah. Too, man. So
3: yeah.
2: Yeah. But The thing wear is, wear those toads, they outfits. sit there, they sit there on the on the on the road like, come and get me, you know. Yep. And it's just like. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, oh man too good uh, yeah too good, good stuff but yeah, yeah. corns um yeah. yeah those are dangerous i've got too many and i bought more and i i, I have
2: five more coming do you yeah man wow. corn snakes are making a comeback man this is dude this is
0: cool. so this, here's this hilarious to me because when you got your pair of womas you're like i shouldn't get more snakes i'm trying to you know make room for apidora and <laughs> now you got like eight corns in like a week <laughs> Nice.
1: um uh but here's no here's why here's why i'm like this little mental section of my brain is like, because so, they're
2: the American carpet Python. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> that, that is very much true. That is very much true. I mean, I've, I've been learning about all the phases and, and things and how that, uh, yeah, dude, it's a trip. The, the genetics involved are just unbelievably extensive. And, um, but no, ultimately what, what I like about it is that because they've had their day and nobody's like arguing in forums about freaking corn snake morphs or like, you know, rioting on the internet about corn snake, this or that. It's literally just this quiet little, like,
2: Hey, just make whatever you want. Have some fun here. Here's a pink one. Here's a gray one. Here's this one. Here's at this is cool. This thing looks like a green berm. This thing looks like, Do you think
0: it's always been that way. Or do you think they got past know. all their drama? Like in the nineties and 2000s,
1: I'm sure there was drama <laughs> at some point, you know, who knows? I, I, I wasn't involved then literally like I've been, I've been so unplugged from corn snakes up until this year and uh it's just funny man i they're cool man and they really are like little carpet pythons dude they're because if you get ones that are um you know okatis are really close to line you know wild uh animals so like lime bread stuff or the so i got some okatis and some red zeppelin okatis and they they go full S up and stand and rattle their tail and strike and they're full of attitude and piss and vinegar. And they remind me of my F1 carpets, the the F1 pop ones, because they're just still close and sort of kept close to the wild. And I don't know, man. They're they just scratch this a similar itch for me. The other thing is is I can play with all these ridiculous morphs and it doesn't matter. They're not really doesn't worth matter. a whole hell of a lot. It's just kind of like what, what looks cool. Cool. Make that. If you like it, dude, that's awesome. Like, and it's just so pure and innocent and just non-assuming to me anyway, maybe I'm super naive and people are going to listen to this and be like, this dude's living under a rock. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And if so, don't wake me up. Like leave me under <laughs> yeah, the, let
2: rock. Me stay under the <laughs> rock.
1: Leave me under my rock because yeah. right now, I I feel like I can pull open my corn snakes and just look at them and appreciate them and I'm just like this thing is the this thing is crazy. Like how is this possible? Right. And how have I ignored it for 23 years. Yeah, yeah.
2: I, so, I mean, really a rat snake was my second snake, you know. It yeah. was uh and I remember the guy at Martin's aquarium was selling it to me. And he was sort of selling me on the fact that it was a corn snake and a yellow rat snake mixed together. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And here I am, like this 10 year old kid, and I'm thinking mm-hmm. that's the coolest thing in the world. You know, like, whoa, I get two snakes and one. Yeah! yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. That yeah. Is, yeah. Older Eric would be like, what are you doing? That's not pure. <laughs> you know? Well, you it's
1: funny kid. because yeah. there's a huge sector of the colubrid hobby that loves those hybrids like imperial corns and rat snake crosses and Pueblin nelson crosses and it just gets some wild results and maybe again maybe there was or still is drama about it but like i don't see it yeah yeah it, but like the cool, most yeah. i That's hear cool. is like you know scaleless ew not for me <laughs> Do you think
2: that do you think that maybe it's because and again, this could just be my perspective, this could not be true at all, but it just seems to me that the corn snake sort of has the pet keeper part of the hobby, if you will, for snakes, you know what I mean? So like, is that does that is that good or bad for that kind of drama? It seems to me that like usually the drama ensues when money is involved. You know, is that, yeah. makes sense, you know? Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. going through some of the websites, the most expensive corn snakes you're going to find are like six, $700, you know? Yeah. And I just don't see anybody getting up in arms about somebody crashing a market or bottoming out a new more for. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's, and maybe it's just because they've been around for so long and so many other things are going on that it's just kind of, it's just found its lane. And it's just staying there and thriving, whether people care or not. I don't know, dude. I just think it's great. Um, I think it's so refreshing to me. Like, don't get me wrong. You're never getting carpet pythons out of my life or my place. Um,
2: Yeah. I mean, come on, man. It's corn snake or a carpet. Uh,
1: Yeah. yeah, No, there's no contest. Yeah. (laughs) If I had to, you know, we already know what's going, but, um, but yeah, I don't know, man, it's just refreshing and it's kind of helped me getting into corn snakes coincided with me, like unplugging a bit. And then it's kind of been this whole like refreshing looking back, looking into, you know, my hobby and what I'm interested in for a different lens now.
2: Yeah, I I find for me, you know, I sort of said at the beginning of the show that like the whole idea of just having a variety it's it's so funny how you come full circle right you know when i yeah. when i was just getting into the hobby variety was to me where it was at i didn't mm-hmm. want one thing of anything you know and then um you know i i, I don't know and now i find myself drawn to that and i think that it makes me a, a, a more well-rounded keeper mm-hmm. um i think it keeps me more focused on my collection when i got and i don't really care anymore about the, like i don't i don't i don't care like you know i i just i'd rather be in my my reptile room paying attention to my reptiles rather than arguing with you about the purity or the locality or should it you know what i mean i i don't know it's yeah just, it's, it seems stupid to yeah. me you know yeah absolutely yeah 100%. i just yeah
1: i don't know and and maybe maybe my perspective on all of that is just completely naive and it is just a complete reflection of the trajectory that i've been on with my reptile keeping but uh, you know oh. i
0: feel
1: I mean, like i just... kind of been there done that sort of thing you know now i'm just like paying attention to other shit and yeah. it's just more fun now
0: and that's that's all yeah. that matters <laughs>
1: yeah yeah i'm waiting yeah, sort for of like... uh for Lander to produce inlands again so i can get yeah, some from him yes me too more of those
2: me too me too me well hopefully i'll produce some this year and i can send you some there
1: you go i can never have too many i need some (laughs) of those
2: yeah yeah man the uh oh god i hope they breed god i i i just would love to hatch them out you know holy shit yeah such a cool carpet man they are hands down the the best carpet python bar none like as far as like somebody that just wants a pet carpet, that that's where it's at. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. <sighs> yeah, but uh, yeah, we'll see. So fingers crossed. Uh, you know, we talked. To, I talked to uh, to um, Brandon about that last night because this is going to be his first try at, in Inlands as well. Yeah,
1: that's what he was saying uh, at Anaheim,
2: and he's sort of going the just breed them like carpets type of thing. So I don't know. We'll hmm. see. It's uh, it'll be interesting. I know, I know that's been done both ways. So uh,
0: I think, because yeah, yeah, the question is,
1: the, the question is whether or not they're spring and, and winter breeders, right? A lot of people seem to conflict.
0: Yeah, I think so. I yeah. thought he said on the show last night that he was going to treat him just like his brettles.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I guess that would be now. Duh, <laughs> <laughs> my, my fault. I'm glad you're all good, all good,
0: uh, it's my intern duty, sir. Yeah, um, yeah, there you go but uh, yeah, because they do need that cooling, right? I mean, I know there's a little bit of debate or not debate, but some people observe copulation more during the winter and then others during the spring. There's like maybe some action for different people both times, but they do need to get cold either
2: way, right? I think i th- you know, yeah, yeah, I believe so um i I know they've been bred without. Dropping temperatures, right? So like that, like that, anything, right? Right. Like that, that has been, right. Yeah, that's been done as well. I think it's just to the point of the Fight Club, right? It's just the consistency of being able to do it, right? And sure. it's sort of the you know Justin really hit on the whole Terry <laughs> Phillip thing when that when we had Terry Phillip on and you know he he came on and he was sort of talking about how he kept and he kept everything at the eighty ambient. You remember? I don't know if you remember Lucas, but I know you re- probably remember Riley of the of the nonsense that ensued after that whole, that whole thing where everybody was like throwing away their heat. I remember Chris Behoff had like this big bucket of heat tape and lights and all this heating stuff. And it was just like (laughs) in the trash can. And he's like, I can throw this all away now. But the thing is, it's like, you know, Terry. And again, this is like really knowing the perspective of, of what that person is doing. I mean, Terry's running a zoo, right? And if he's running a zoo, he has to keep a lot of species, that are from a lot of different places, how can he keep them all together consistently? You know, he may not breed every year, but he's not really focused on that, you mm-hmm. know? So like, you know, there may be years where they don't, but there may be years where he did. He bred diamond. Well, you know, Riley, you said, uh, Todd breeds diamonds in mm-hmm. South, Southern California. So, yep. you know what I mean? It's, uh, you know, I don't know, but, sure. uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to treat him like I'm going to treat him like bread lie. Not that I've ever done that, but that's going to be my approach. So let's like, <laughs> see, see what happens. You yeah. haven't. I haven't bred bread. No, no, I haven't. No, you're waiting for. Well, I had a pair of washed, and I got them from Bob Rocks, Mr. Stone, and they came from Bar Check way back in the day. Okay, back a, you when know, he had that, those. that yeah. clutch. And he's like, oh, look, I hatched out hypos. Right. And <laughs> He didn't even think to sex them, (laughs) and I got them, and they turned out to both be boys. Yeah. So it just totally shit the bunk on that, you know, because they were, I grew them up
0: back. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: Yeah. that did. So one of them went (laughs) Always always (laughs)
1: sex your snakes when they first arrive at your place.
2: Dude, this was Bob Rock, man. I didn't think I had that, you know. I, you know, But you're right. You know, <laughs> he thought the same thing. You know, we're all human.
1: We all make mistakes.
2: You know, the funny thing about that is like everybody gets so hype about shipping snakes and them being warm and especially. So he shipped them in November mm-hmm. with no heat pack. Yeah. <laughs> and they arrived. No problem. You know? Yes.
0: I'm, I'm excited that the only thing that I'll be shipping this year is Brettles because I don't really they're fine i don't care i'm not scared like they will be fine (laughs) yeah
2: it's excellent they're they're solid yeah you won't
0: have to worry about that solid um shoot i was gonna say something oh yeah speaking of sexing snakes when they come to you so i don't really know how to do the probing thing yet Mm. right like i really am only now just getting comfortable with the popping thing and i haven't tried the probing thing so with that pair of jungles uh to try and like confirm the sex a little bit i went ahead and just threw them in the same cage together <laughs> which you know i know some people right now are going to be like but whatever i was there it's fine um and uh well they do that they, in the
2: wild. that's naturalistic so what yeah because
0: you know maybe they if they started male combating i have a problem but uh no they locked up so <laughs> well there you go there oh, we go shit. <laughs> all, right,
3: all right,
0: it's all good Ding-o-bang-o. not necessarily the right timing for that but i i think i sexed them <laughs>
2: That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's one way to do it. That's usually, I, I got to be honest, man. A lot of times, that's how I sort of did it.
0: Yeah. The girl yeah. was super stoked, too. Tail flapping all over the place, like whacking him with her tail. Like, come here. <laughs> like, yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm usually pretty good at popping babies when they hatch, but if I don't get it right when they hatch, that's when I run into trouble. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, oh, and he'll be like, brrr. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was worried about it. I did have a friend come and check my work, and everything seemed to be as it was. As it was, so. okay. <laughs>
2: That's good. Yeah. That's
0: good.
1: It gets easier the more you do it. But yeah, doing it right out of the egg is always the easiest.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: The yeah. longer you wait, the harder it is. And then probing is actually easier when they're bigger, in yeah. my opinion. So. Right.
2: Yeah, I've, uh, I've had that as well. I, I've had that probably four times with carpets where boys were girls and girls were boys.
1: <laughs> yeah. I've had it happen too. I, uh, I actually just published uh, another YouTube video for the, the week right before we went live talking about my MIA jungles. And uh, that's exactly what happened to me. You remember yeah. when I was telling you about oh, that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Three times. Wow. Three times.
2: Oops three times the charm man. <laughs>
1: no, the fourth time was the charm in this case. Like god damn it. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: But again, that's all like, you know, you just assume somebody who's skilled so and so, you just assume they they've got it right and yeah. and uh, that's how that's how accidents happen. So, you know, double check before you've gone four years down the road growing everybody up. everybody can uh,
0: make mistakes with that. Growing
1: up a, yeah, exactly. No, growing yeah. Up a female like a male. Um, you know
2: so yeah, that's the, that that's 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 where Owen runs into trouble because of how different he treats the two sexes and then he usually has like this male that's gigantic. <laughs> <laughs> I've broken it.
1: <laughs> you should see the female zebra that he sent me, that brinkley zebra, that OG one. She's yeah.
2: tiny, tiny, oh, yeah. tiny,
1: tiny. <laughs> he fed her like a little male. She like a
2: small rat is a big meal for her. I'm like, God damn it. Well, wait do you see the snakes I send you guys. You're going to be like, what the hell are these things? How, <laughs> how, how old are they, by the way?
0: Uh, we what, talking a, like a year? a year. Yeah. Okay. Right on. <laughs> yeah, so. Well, the the walmas he sent me are are not particularly, you know, giant. So that's nice. But yeah. he's right. They all do want to kill me. And well, both of them. Yeah, really? The female shed out. And now she's a freaking monster. <laughs> oh, really? That bad? Huh. Oh, wow. Like hard to change water, yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, wow,
0: okay, <laughs> gotta keep nice. that hook out of her mouth, yeah. Oh,
2: one of those, okay, she's one right. of those, but
0: that's okay, that's all yeah, right, man. as long as they don't try to like eat each other when I'm doing introductions. <laughs> uh, what do we got? What do we got? Snake, you're muted. He's in shed. Um, this is
1: uh, an Xanic coastal I produced last season. Um,
0: he's oh, a yearling.
1: So, but like I used to get, (laughs) I used to get yearlings much bigger than this. This guy's only eating hopper mice still, you know what I mean? Like, so I, I've, you know, five years ago, I would have had a yearling like twice this big. So
2: nice. And that's an coastal. Yeah. Yeah, He's just deep in shed right now. I want to play. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Right. What do I got? (laughs) Uh
0: Me and Riley are right next to all our stuff.
2: I can just walk next door and, and make something happen.
1: Speaking of inlands. Ah. I can't play with mine yet. She's still in quarantine.
2: Oh, here we go. Inlands. Inlands. Nice.
1: <laughs> nice. Now what line Very of cool. inland is that one from?
0: Uh quote, Schofield Outcross. End mm. quote. Okay. <laughs> Nice.
2: Is it Schofield Mog or is it No? It, Justin so it's, stuff?
0: No, it's it's that one that's weird with it's Nick Nick Schofield with the Harris maybe stripe that didn't prove out. Oh mm. oh yeah 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 that yeah, whole
2: yeah. business. Oh I got one from that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So siblings.
0: This is also about a year. So me and Riley are similar,
2: similar track. Okay. Yeah. Mine's a little smaller, a little smaller. (laughs) Remember I don't feed during the, do you, you continue to feed during the winter, the babies, right?
0: I did. I I was more sparing with it, but I didn't cut it off entirely.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I've been sort of torn with that going back and forth on whether or not I should do it or shouldn't. But, um, I think probably I'll probably do something similar to where I'm feeding them every once in a while. But, like, I literally hard cut all the food off of the babies, which. For the know. winter? Yeah. 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 And you can see a size difference for sure. Because oh, when yeah. you, when Owen sees my babies, he's like, whoa, whoa, what are you doing, man? Or, like, he's saying, oh, I broke mine, you know. But. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they get they get the winter, nice, they nice. get the cooling, they get the lack of food for sure.
2: Yeah, cool, very very cool.
1: Yeah, oh, I can't wait for my inland to get big. I got one of the females from Stephen Cush, and it's in it's a it's a Mog Schofield cross. It came in, adjusted, I gave it a meal, it ate, and it's deep in shed. And I'm just waiting, waiting, waiting for the time when I can just take that thing out and play with it. So for now, I'll just have to play with my womens, which are awesome.
0: Aha. They're yeah. actually really
1: mellow. They're not mean at all. I'm waiting for that to change one day and be like, I knew I should have never trusted
3: you bastards.
0: I have found that the ones that become bitey tend to do it a little bit later. Yeah, they're in sneaky. My experience. Yeah, they're sneaky. My nastiest one was a sweetheart for
2: a couple months. <laughs> <laughs> um, sneaky
0: bastards. Yeah. How can you not oh. love
2: Inlands when you see that, man?
0: Oh, nice.
2: Look at that head.
0: The skill is. Oh. So
2: Dude. Dang. The red in the head and stuff. And then there was another one that. Red was, in the head. Yeah. Was uh, posted today. What kind was that one? Do you know? That was from, um, I want to say that was, I think that's a cross. I think it's the two lines crossed. I think it's a Schofield Mog cross.
0: But um, that's what I got. I'm excited. Yeah. We need some of that AAR juice.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was talking with uh, with Justin about about the story behind that line, and uh, it's a fantastic story that you got to hear straight from him. Yeah. Um, I would butcher it, and I don't know if he wants me to publicize that for information. Sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, there's there's enough diversity out there where I think because I have this female mog schofield animal i will hold out for a male from justin if not just grabbing a pair from him to have a trio down the line nice um yeah and then uh that that really nice woma deal fell through Um, right 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 so now i'm torn if i even want to add any more womas or just like sit on my pair for a while and you know wait till keith uh, produces some more really nice stuff down the line or something like that uh, so Keith, if you're listening, uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> nah.
1: ma- ma- make some nice womas again, please. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, if he is listening, you, you can count me in as well. If that happens, <laughs>
1: yeah. I'll send you all the rainbows you want, Keith,
2: <laughs> dude.
1: Oh wow. God, look at that color. I need that.
2: What do you think that is? Oh, is that a gammon range? That is imbricata. Yes. Beautiful. Not a gammon range, but but just, just a, a nice Uh, yeah, that's cool. <sighs> Eric, Damn what, you. Do you, what do you
1: what do what do you Damn think? Damn you,
2: Australia, uh, Eric!
1: How <laughs> hard would it be? How hard do you think it would be to only have
2: one col- type of?
1: No no, 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 no. To only have a collection of carpet pythons, but you only had wild type represent- representations or line bred. Traits no, no, no more. So, like, you could have striped jungles, but you can't have zebras, supers. Uh, you can have oh. ivories, but you can't have you know, like, you could have coastals, but you can't have
0: how cool. hard would it I don't think that'd be hard at all.
1: <laughs> no, no,
2: not for me. No, just, not just have
1: nothing but localities or natural variety. I was going to ask that question all if you're telling me
2: that I can have localities of carpet pythons legally. Mm-hmm. Legitimately. Mm-hmm. And I have no morphs, mm-hmm. I would throw all the morphs out the window tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I think I would do the same. As, yeah, as much true. as like I'm I'm really excited about, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. As much as I love the citrus tiger stuff. Absolutely. Like my 100%. favorite mutations, you know, the albino citrus tiger. Like, yeah,
3: but still.
2: You, you know, that was something that we were sort of talking about on, you know, again, this would be my advice. So Oh, I kind of remember what my rant was a little bit yesterday was I was talking about like a lot of people will get into a species and when they get into a species and and again, I'm going to speak for myself, right? This whole idea of like having all these species of Python or whatever and like I I really want to try to get away from trashing another reptile in order to make my reptile seem better. If you know what I mean, you know, and I, I know we'd sort of poke it at fun or whatever. That's one thing. But like, I don't know. I just noticed this trend with people where they seem to be like, you know, oh, well, you know, I have this. And it's like, oh, well, you, and that's sort of how the gecko thing came about, where Owen's was like, ah, what do you know? You have a gecko. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he's just busting <laughs> my balls as I have a gecko. And I'm just like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, how, what is it, maybe less legitimate? Because... I have a go that, you know, I don't understand that thinking, but I want to try to make a point for myself to, to not try to poo poo something else. And, you know, I found myself when I listened back, you know, the whole white lip thing and all that, where I say they suck. And it's like, and this was my kind of the question that I posed to Brandon, like with scrubs, how do you portray that, that what you're getting into comes with a lot of, Responsibility with certain species, not only to keep yourself safe, right? But to keep the species correctly and healthy and all this stuff. And I think that the thing of it is, is that if you're passionate about a species, You don't give a shit about those flaws that a species has, right? You know, so like, for instance, like with carpet pythons, I could give two shits that babies are biting me. To me, that's just Python 101. I I mean, if you're going to have pythons, (laughs) you're going to get bit. It's just how it is. You know what I mean? This idea that you're not going to get bit is just silly to me. So, like, I guess when I say things like, um, you know, when I say things like, you know, uh, if I talk about white lips or rings or these species that I had and I didn't like personally, I, it, it comes across, like I'm saying that, that they suck, but like, I think the thing is, is I'm just going to focus on, you know, what I like and promote that rather than sort of downplay something else in order to make my thing look better. Right. So then the other yeah. part of the, the conversation that I was having is that when we're breeding rare species, are we doing it? Because we really love the species or are we doing it because of our ego, right? right. And, and I would I would venture to bet that nine times out of ten it's ego, right? Because you feel that like if I breed X, somehow I'm going to be somebody, somebody. more important. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it's like yeah. but the, the the thing that you lose track at least again, I'm speaking for me specifically that I lost track of is like just the citrus tiger itself, right? They should be in more people's hands. I've failed that like, you know, I've 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 kept a lot for me, <laughs> but I haven't done anything to put into the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, there should be more of that into the world. And if people want it, they can get it. And I've been more focused on like, oh, I want to be the guy that breeds Timor Pythons. When in reality, I don't really care about Timor Pythons. Mm-hmm. Like I yeah. do carpet pythons, if that makes sense. So to me, it right. comes about like that inner reflection to say, am I doing this because I love the species or am I doing this because somehow I think this is going to make me more legitimate? And I think what what often happens is you would be more legitimate if you just did what you loved, mm-hmm. You know, and I think about that with pop ones. And how they were, like, not popular at all. And then when I started talking about them years and years and years on NPR, then all of a sudden somebody else got into them, and then they started talking about them, and then somebody else got into them, and they started talking about them. And now they're, like, at this renaissance of poplin carpets to where I would say I don't ever think they're going to replace a jungle carpet, but I think they're on par, or they're on their way to be at that on par with them. Yeah. Where people are gonna be, you know, looking at that and saying, "Oh, okay, now I have an option between these two amazing snakes." But yeah. really, it just came down to that whole thing about, you know, do I want to be the per do the do I want to be like Ryan or Nick or you know? And again, these are all influences to me where I'm like, "Oh, well, I guess I have to have Sabus. Oh, I guess I have to have Maclots, and I've had Maclots four times, and I've gotten rid of them every time. Well, why? Because I'm not passionate about them like I am carpet pythons or Walma pythons or Antaresia or you know well probably Australian pythons in general but
0: I don't know I don't know what do you think
2: what do you guys think about
0: that I completely agree it's yeah. a it's a big reason why I was okay letting go of my Aru green tree you know that that was something that I really liked I think yeah. these are great but it wasn't it's not my thing you know and and like right. I. I am figuring that out and you, everything you said, I agree with is, is
2: uh, spot on. Yeah. 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 I struggle with that daily. <laughs> right. It's a, it's tough, right? You know, because, yeah. And especially when we do podcasts and we talk to people all the time and and you're talking to all these different people that are super excited about whatever they're doing, you know, and just in our chat with the four of us, you know, it's like you guys are talking about false water cobras, kribos, and Brazilian rainbow boas and. You know, Poplin Pythons and all these different things, and Owens Timor's White Lips, you know, you know, Lucas's blackheads and this and that. And it, and I'm sitting here saying, Well, look at these monitors, man. You guys are <laughs> like, Ah, shut up, you. I <laughs> hey, I never said
0: that. I never said that. No, I know. That's In that's fact, I got an hacky.
2: <laughs> but uh I Yeah, it's 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 a struggle, man. But I think if you really sort of do what you get excited about, I think ultimately that is going to pay the dividends dividends the most for you long term as a keeper and as somebody trying to sell stuff because you're I mean, nobody's going to be more excited about what you're doing than you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's if you do it right, you know, yeah,
1: that's why I moved on my Mac lots to Tony. He was super excited about working with them. I yeah. started to resent them and I recognized that. And I was like, these got to go. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah.
1: No slouch to the breeder, no slouch to the animals, no slouch to the species. I find they're important. And I think part of what made that decision super easy as well is like Billy had two clutches this year, other people are breeding them. Like, yeah, they're available. So I don't feel like I need to go against what I like just for the greater good of a species because it's in good hands with all these other folks working with it. So I don't feel so like like I need to hang on to this for posterity's sake or something. I'm getting rid right. of that. Um, I'm going to sell my Dumeril's boas for the same reasons. I'm like, nah, I I, I don't need that many big snakes. I've got Apodora, And and now I'm looking at my Rainbows and my crebos, I'm like, I've got... Two more milestones for both of those species and how will i feel after i've checked those off of my list will you know what i mean like yeah you know if i have a great clutch with Krebos next season and hatch them out and get them established and they do great am i going to want to still breed them afterwards or even keep the adults afterwards? like probably but you know who knows who knows because that's exactly what I did with the Mad Hogs too. That's why they're with Owen. Owen's got that spark for them. He's right. interested in them. He's having success. I had a little bit of success. That was my goal with them. I my goal was to understand some, bring some in, possibly breed some, and and that's what I did. So Owen's doing it better. He he hasn't lost interest. I did. So that's where they went, and yeah. and I don't lose sleep about that at yeah. all.
2: So. I, I guess, again, being older than you guys, it's sort of like you get into this. You get to an age where you start to look at life and you start to think about, you know, not to be like depressing or deep or anything, but how much time do do you have left? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And how much time do I have left to do this hobby? And do I want to breed jags because I want to produce some, you know, four gene combination of jags? I can post a picture on the internet and people like it and you know everything is great and like but really honestly do I really want to do that or would I rather just breed a pop one carpet python and be super excited about that where I may only get 10 likes, but it <laughs> that it doesn't matter. Like you know what I mean? Like I, I don't know. So I, I just you know, I don't know that inner reflection and sort of like why am I doing this and and what am I doing it for? Mm-hmm. ultimately I'm doing it for me because I want a little piece of nature in a box in my house. Right. You know, I, I, that's what I want. You know, I want to be able to go in and look at whatever it is and, you know, whether it's a monitor, a snake, a gecko, whatever, and, and say, wow, that's cool, man. I got yeah. that little piece of Australia right in my house, you know, and um, that's kind of where I'm at, you know, and it's not easy to get there, you know, because, you got to give up stuff that you do. You do. Lo- I mean, come on, man. I look at a jag and some of these jags and shit like that, and I'm just like, wow, that's that's killer. But it's just not what ticks the box for me, if you will. Right. I mean, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Ultimately,
1: you got to be honest with yourself. You gotta, yeah. You got to yeah. really be honest with yourself. You know who I think exemplifies making such a huge shift like that in in a big, profound way is Keith. Yeah. I mean, he went from like pioneering bloods for how many yeah. years what, like 12 years or something well,
3: 15, yeah man. 20 or yeah. however long
1: yeah and and then you know passed passed the buck to a bunch of people sold off you know and and shifted gears and and he might have had some inner turmoil at first just because it's hard to you know old habits die hard so to speak but like yeah he might've also been more comfortable with it because of what he knew was on the horizon, what he was shifting gears for. And, and I guarantee you, if you were to ask him, he doesn't regret it. Um, and nobody, nobody's negatively responded to it. Nobody holds it against him. So like, it seems like a natural part of a keeper's progression at a certain stage.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of where, that's where I'm at. You know, it's, it's, I'm not as, um, I'm not as like getting out of the thing that I loved per se, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's refining that and expanding a couple other things, but not having 300
3: snakes
2: (laughs) having, you know, I don't know what the number would be 50, 60, maybe, you know, yeah. Keeping them, you know, I, you know, Keith is such a huge influence on me. And I think, uh, you know, spending time with him when we were in, Darwin and hanging out with him ever since then, and you know, picking his brain and whatever. I mean, I think with the two of us, we often agree that it's, and we even said this the other day. I was like, I said, you know what, Keith, fuck breeding, man. Breeding is <laughs> fuck that. He, I said, it's the behavior that ticks it, you know, for me. And he's like, a hundred percent, man. He's like, a hundred percent. I could go and watch the animals forever. And I think of all those posts that he posts up, those long, long long you know should be writing a book is what he should be doing um but uh just the observations and thinking outside the box and that just comes from from him just observing animals you know and and his experience with not only reptiles but birds um you know and just nature in general you know he's just he's a wealth of knowledge and I don't think that people understand how important he is to the hobby. You know what I mean? He, he, he is—he's one of my favorite people in the hobby, hands down, hundred percent. Yeah, but for
0: sure,
1: we'll have to get him on for a chit chat one of these days.
0: That would
2: be good. Yeah, man, absolutely.
0: Have
1: a cup of Joe, pick his brain.
0: Yeah. I haven't talked to Keith since the Christmas show last year. So let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We'll have to make that happen. Uh yeah. Last time
1: last time I spoke to him, I was double checking that his rainbow bow has got there safely.
2: And you know the thing about like again, he's another guy that you think that his collection is is huge because like he posts up these amazing animals and stuff, and like it's not big at all, you know. Not really not big at all. Um, but I yeah. don't know. it's good
0: quality
1: stuff. quality over quantity always that's
0: what i that's what i hope to to do as well like always, I feel like quality i i'm in a a unique position where i'm not like at well it's not a unique position it's more of a normal position i guess <laughs> than having 300 snakes and needing to dial it back <laughs> but what I, I guess what i'm trying to say is i'm trying to build carefully so that I go from yes. point A to point Eric instead of point A, B, C, D, E, Eric.
2: <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> if, if that yeah. makes sense. Because
0: I agree with you 100%. And I, I I want to avoid as many pitfalls as possible and take advantage of being so freaking lucky to talk to some of the people that I get to talk to, like you guys, every week. It's Right. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm so well, freaking fortunate to be able to skip a lot of... The mistakes because of the, the knowledge of of friends like you guys so yeah
2: yeah and i think i think that the uh you know scott he jumped on at the end it's, it can't be a, a a live stream without scott jumping on at the end you know but um send a link mate <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh he uh he was talking about how you know, the hobby should be more with sharing information rather than because because I was sort of busting his stones a bit about how he busts my stones about pronouncing uh, scientific names. But yeah. I, I I don't know. I like that. You know what I mean? Because he's going to try to keep me sharp because in the back of my mind, I'm going to hear him saying, you fuck that word up, mate. What's wrong with you? The single I is yeah. E. Yeah. yeah but he kept saying king horny and i was yeah. like dude i can't and brandon I can't. was is a bridge up. too far
0: <laughs> brandon was laughing so hard I, I commented i was like i'm with brandon we can't say it that way yeah, I mean, right. like,
2: bradley okay i'm in i'm in you got me but king horny, king horny. I, I just can't i can't do it man I, i'm sorry i'm sorry you lost me there yeah. you can be mad at me or whatever but he, you know but uh, yeah, it was funny. Brandon's giggling like a little kid, and I'm like trying to, uh, to like just ignore it. But he's like, "Well, Owen yes. was too. Owen couldn't yeah. keep it together." <laughs> he's like, uh, "You know," he says, oh, "Yeah, I was at the bush and found the king horny," and, and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yes." I'm like, "Come on, man! <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hold that's it together, good. man!" <laughs> oh, so good. good. Stuff. So good. Wow. Be funny. But, uh, but yeah, anyway, he was saying about how we should, uh, share more information with people and not, you know, bust their balls because they don't pronounce names right or shit like that, you know? But, it's, uh, it's not like you,
1: you have a podcast running for 11 years of sharing say. information. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, yeah.
0: And try like, <laughs> try like five now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. right?
2: Oh, man. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, it's, it's good. I think it's better to, to just be open to that stuff. I agree for sure.
2: Yeah, <sighs> But yeah, it, it's, yeah, you know, I don't know. That's that's the words of wisdom that I would impart, you know, I guess, you know, just ultimately sticking with doing what you love. And, and I think that people will just as we get excited when we talk to people about what they love, we forget that we will do that to to other people as well. You know, yep. I mean, if you're excited about, I mean, even look at Justin with his bears, rat snakes, uh, you know, he's, he's another example of something like it. I, I don't know anybody that's more excited about the bears, rat snakes than, than just, he's just like, that's and, and shit, I, man.
1: I argue he single-handedly changed the market on bears, rats over the last 100%. three years.
2: Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's, he doesn't give a shit or, if nobody cared like he doesn't care you know and that's 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 more people need to do that and you know you're going to get your little group that comes over and says oh look at these you know bears rat snakes i never even heard of them you know yeah and i'll be yeah. honest i didn't either i didn't yeah, know you, about you guys, until he
0: started talking about them you guys saw what i sent into the chat the other day from east bay Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> yeah. of beards. Yeah. Not, oh, not being, don't, not being don't appreciated.
1: <laughs> don't tell Justin. Well, well don't now I tell have
0: this. to. Everyone will just be mad. He'll write into it, but yeah. somebody let a corn snake and a beard do the dirty deed. Yeah. Ah. So what is it? Uh, <laughs> it's a corn beard. It's <laughs> a, a corn beard. It's a beard corn? Know. Yeah. It's, an, it's a, a beard orn. There he is. A, <laughs> and the beardy. And the
2: yeah. Jammon is just, right. He just <laughs> he just threw over every cigar in his shop. He's freaking out like rah Yeah. yeah. Close shop early. I-
0: I don't know if it was an accident or what, but here we are. So. Okay. Yeah. Fair <laughs> enough.
1: Maybe that egg box accidentally gets knocked off the shelf.
2: <laughs> Is there some monitors that need to eat some eggs or something? Oh, the argus Eggers love yeah. eggs. Yeah, the argus man, are man. always
0: hungry, but they aren't eggs anymore, guys. They're for sale. Ah, <laughs> oh, how much? Oh, I don't remember to be honest. Oh, there he you go. go he on. said, Meh, "At least they're still huh. Pantherophis." Sell them
1: all to Justin then.
2: Okay, okay, right. fair okay. enough.
1: Yeah. Sell <laughs> him the entire clutch, so he knows exactly where they go. Not yeah. Justin.
0: What did he's, do that?
2: He's, he wants Come to on, see man. what they look like. It's why we don't share the picture of the battle Condro. I'll, I'll take you next time <laughs> I'm at work,
0: Justin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the uh, Battle conjure, Jesus Christ. Con- oh my god, I <laughs> you know hope what? that never hey,
2: happens. Can we talk as, as we get to the end here? Can we talk about the sh- uh scaleless shingleback?
1: Oh, that was so gross.
2: <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you,
1: you want to hear? This is what I, I couldn't figure out how to describe it until I sent the video of it to my boss, and then his words were perfect and after that i was like well i think that encapsulated it perfectly he says it looks like a turd in a condom (laughs)
0: yeah yeah or like or like a three week two old eggplant that has started to mold,
1: or like, or like when a snake takes yeah. a shit inside of its shed and oh, folds yeah. up on itself, and it's just this like water balloon of shit yeah. in a shed. That's what that it looks like. Best, right? That's when a you fact. You
2: just have to clean it up real quick because it's all in the shed and all. And it like, looks like, Chew.
1: dude. It doesn't even look healthy. It looks like it's gasping for air. It looks like a fucking burn victim.
2: First of all, the coolest thing about a fucking shingleback is the <laughs> fact that it has these amazing. Armor scales.
1: <laughs> it looks like a putrid hot dog that grew legs. Oh Woo. man,
2: I have to walk away for a second.
1: <laughs> it's so gross. It looks like a rotting wiener with legs. I,
0: I think Eric needs to go throw up.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's, yeah, that was horrible. I really, that's not being proliferated. I hope that was a.
0: Well, dude, it's like the frick. I mean, this is worse. I, this is. Well, okay. But that worse, thing is already like this the,
1: big. It's already like what? A year old.
0: Yeah. It's like the freaking scale is falsies and everyone in the comments is like, I'll give you a thousand bucks to kill it. <laughs>
1: it's like, oh my gosh. Here. yeah, Bob Evans is asking if it's real here.
0: It's real. How's
1: Is this real enough for you? Oh, I've got too much glare.
0: Yeah, a little glare, little glare, but I it's real, this. and it is really terrifying. <laughs> Your lighting is too on point. It's kind of like a a weird hellscape. If uh, if Barney was real,
1: that's so gross. But like
0: he was a tetrapod. It's like if Barney was a tetrapod. And feed it to out the feed
1: it to the scaleless pied king cobra or whatever kind of cobra that was, and then feed that thing to a crocodile, and let's move on.
2: I just don't. I don't get the scaleless thing, man. No, I, we've
0: we've been very firm about scaleless on this program. We are I, not a scaleless pod.
2: I yeah. I just I don't, and especially that that would be like having a scaleless rough scale python don't to put that into the ether <laughs> <laughs> or a scaleless Angolan python you know yeah. like dude the <sighs> thing that is so cool about the species is the scalation mm-hmm. you took it away I don't I don't know I don't get yeah, yeah. sorry no horrible uh, <laughs> horrible <my> whole, uh...
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah it's the worst it's horrible that's okay
1: that's okay <sighs> it's okay guys it's okay
2: okay all right i got that out of my system (laughs) i feel better you know it's all good
1: all good all good we we still have we we have inlands remember that it's all right
2: (laughs) and they they have their scales yes (laughs) yeah i think uh I would kill to have a shingle back, man. You know.
1: Oh, dude, they still cost like ten grand.
2: Yeah. Well, there's. Yeah, I think they're hard to breed, right? You know, they're very mate selective, and they only have a couple of babies, and you know, but maybe one day. I don't know.
1: Yeah, they're fun. They're pretty cool, man. If you like blueies, you'll love a shingle.
2: <laughs> I love the blue. I got the uh, my the the northern I got from uh, Justin. I upgraded to uh, to the to the big. Uh, cage and I have this big war bowl water bowl that wow. uh, <laughs> that uh, <laughs> it can go in and sort of and dude as soon as I put it in there the thing was like it, it looked like it was like you know like a tiger playing in <laughs> in the water it was it was nuts I was like oh wow That's I cool. didn't realize that uh, this was something that you wanted to do but um, <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah they're they're cool. they're really cool nice. are I awesome I like them
1: Talik was a cool genius
2: yeah, Very yeah. and to have the body armored one would be uh yeah i think yeah. i think because i think of um croc diaries with steve irwin and one of the keepers that was at the australia zoo was uh one of the i think it was one of the lady older ladies that was there working there for a while and uh she had the shingle back that she like took around everywhere or whatever and i don't know i was like wow that's cool <laughs> yeah
1: yeah those are awesome 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 animals for sure so well that's all i had i don't know if you guys wanted to touch on anything else but
2: no nah. now that i got the shingle back craziness out of my system yeah we go. had to, we had to
1: un, undo the juju get it out of us you know yeah
2: yeah no,
0: i don't
2: I don't i do not okay <laughs> he's like he's you sound like the Scarred. uh the skit with uh where he's where uh in saturday night live where they were doing the Bee Gees and he's like hello brother what have you got and he's like i have nothing nothing <laughs> brother <laughs> <laughs> what say you brother <laughs> <laughs>
0: haven't seen that one. But. Oh, I remember no, that
1: one vividly. You do,
2: right?
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Right.
1: Oh, yeah. That character made me so uncomfortable because of that voice. It was just like, ah, ah,
2: ah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I can't
3: hear that. That's weird.
0: He's
2: uh, like, why do you love the jingle back? <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: going to send guys it watch? to you. Okay, please do. Did you watch <laughs> I Think You Should Leave on Netflix? I was telling you about last time. Oh speech no, speech I completely forgot. It.
2: No, speech it. speech? it's based on
0: it. Oh, oh man. That's like 90% of my personality. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas is like, I think you should all leave
2: now because you Ouch. didn't watch. I
0: think yeah. <laughs> we're not friends. <laughs> it's well, what's so glorious about it is that the first time it's not funny. You're gonna be uncomfortable and you're gonna be confused, but then every time you watch it after that, it gets better and better. And oh, better really? Better and more funny until it's it be it becomes you. Oh, wow. Okay. So you have to watch it at least twice. (laughs) It's like how you don't get high the first time you smoke weed. Okay. Oh, All right.
2: I wonder if I can uh, share this right here. Okay. Let's see. Hold on.
0: (laughs) When Riley muted, it got so much more quiet. (laughs) What do you got going on over there? (laughs) That's funny. Uh oh. Are we going to get copyrighted?
3: Tonight. Barry's guest song.
2: <laughs> I just play a little bit of it. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello. But the the, the the I'll the, study. I'll the, have the voice down next. So Justin Timberlake. like he's just like, I have nothing, brother. <laughs> nothing.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's what you said. All
0: right. Yeah, fair excellent. Enough. Well, it's probably the illness. <laughs> I'm a little
2: floaty today. All right, fair enough. Um all right. Uh I don't know. <laughs> Maria <Python Radio. laughs> That's I don't know. Yeah. Go this listen is, to the Field Herb podcast. Yeah. Yes. With check uh
1: Marco Marco Shea episode. Mark O'Shea episode. One. There'll be a part yes. two in the works. Yep. Subscribe yep. to the YouTube channel.
3: <clears throat> Patreon. Patreon. Patreon, Patreon. Go to the
1: Teespring store. Get some swag, get some coffee mugs. You know what I'm saying. You have
0: yeah. six to seven days to finish your calendar submissions.
1: Yep, that's right. Calendar yep. contest is almost done for everybody. How many days are in that? This
0: one. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what day it is. So, yeah. um, you got a week. So right.
0: yes get them in get them in uh, yep. I posted some pictures of some babies on my website they need a few more meals but if you want to check out what I have www.centralianexotics.com. cool
1: yep all my available babies are on Morph Market and you can find me on all the things under Riley's Reptiles on YouTube Riley Jimison, check out the video that just went out today about my MIA jungles and why you should always sex babies when you get them in
2: <laughs> that's right
1: it's very topical. So. That's right. Excellent. Cool.
2: All right, gentlemen. Gentlemen, this week. It's been real. Bye. Doctor, 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 okay. okay. doctor. Yep. Oh,
1: yeah, that's right. Oh my god, he is sending us out in the weirdest style ever.
2: Bye. I'm gonna get some <laughs> kind of. I want to get like a cup. You know how like you do the, you hit the thing and it makes the. Uh-huh. I want it to be the exact pitch of your bye bye
3: bye. Oh, wow, <laughs>